It's been just over one year since the Tennessee House Republican Caucus voted that they had no confidence in ex-Speaker Glenn Cassida, causing him to step down in shame as the shortest serving speaker in Tennessee history. A lot has happened in that year, and keeping up with politics is like drinking from a fire hose these days. So it would be understandable if many of the details of his spectacular fall from grace have slipped your mind. Allow me to refresh your memory. Cassidy's chief of staff, Cade Cawthron, was caught being deeply racist, including using the N-word and saying black people are idiots on text messages with Cassida. Cassida not only kept him around, he gave him a substantial raise, making him one of the highest paid employees in our legislature with a $200,000 per year salary, despite also knowing he had a habit of spending money on cocaine and doing it at the office. Perhaps Cassida's willingness to abide this behavior had something to do with Cassida's proclivity for himself engaging in lewd texts with Cawthron about exploits with young women, including having sex in the bathroom at local chicken joints. Cassida even asked if he could touch women pictured. Other texts showed vulgar exchanges about women with the speaker himself. This incident in particular got Cade and Glenn humiliated on an episode of John Oliver's HBO show. Cade Cawthron's rapidly expelled ejaculate. This all came on the heels of Cassida's decision to empower admitted child sex abuser Rep. David Byrd, who is on tape apologizing to one of three women who accused him of sexually abusing them when he was their high school basketball coach. We're supposed to be reviewing plays, reviewing the game. And it was touching, touching, touching. His penis was between my butt cheeks. It's one of those things that uh, I think about it all the time. And, and you know, and I, ask, I always ask forgiveness for it. I don't think they're lying. I think they're believing something that's not true. Cassida not only didn't pursue an investigation, he appointed Byrd chair of an education subcommittee, of all things, while engaging a state employee to spend large amounts to attack Byrd's victims in Byrd's district to ensure Byrd's re-election. It was only when Byrd refused to back Cassida's push to impose Governor Lee's unconstitutional, unpopular, public money for private schools vouchers initiative, a bill Cassida is said by his own GOP caucus members to have bribed and threatened to push through that has since been blocked by a judge that Bird was finally removed from his chairmanship. When asked about all these things, Cassida blatantly lied about having any knowledge of it. A secret recording recently obtained by News Channel 5 Investigates suggests the speaker knowingly lied to the public when he suggested those text messages were not real. I do not believe those are true. Even to conservative talk show host Phil Valentine, who was none too pleased about that, and eventually called for his removal. I don't appreciate the fact that he came on my show and lied to everybody. I can't believe he hasn't resigned already. Cassida also lied to me personally about meeting with Bird's victims. Have you listened to the tapes? I have. Have you listened to the victims? Uh, they came to my office and spoke. Which never happened. He made it onto CNN for saying, if I was raped, I would move. The women say they've been ostracized from their rural Tennessee communities for coming forward and stating what happened to them. The House Speaker's response, quote, if I was raped, I would move. If I was raped, I would move and hell would have no fury. Where should we all move? Speaker Cassidy would not speak with CNN on camera. Then attacked anyone who found that sentiment repugnant as fake news. Cassidy was also caught losing track of over $100,000 in campaign expenses, for which he was recently hit with a fine, which he then paid with PAC money, explaining it away as a learning process, a weak excuse for a man who has been in politics as long as he has. He allegedly framed a civil rights activist with forged emails we never got to the bottom of, recently flip-flopped on his position about removing the statue of the first Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan from our capital, and ran from a pregnant reporter 
that tried to ask him about all of this. News 4 showed up to Speaker Glenn Cassidy's house this afternoon, hoping to ask a few questions. Instead, he snuck out the back door, ran from our cameras. Speaker, can you tell us about your decision to step down? Then his driver, Speaker Cassidy, sped off. I could go on, but I think you get the point. All of these transgressions are true. None of them are partisan, which is why even Cassidy's own Republican caucus couldn't stand by him when the time came to vote on his removal from the speakership. If values matter, which we often say they do here in Tennessee, and particularly here in Williamson County, if we're trying to teach our kids to do the right thing, we shouldn't be sending someone to Nashville to represent us who has shown time and again that doing the right thing is not his priority and that morality and truth-telling in his eyes are quite secondary to naked ambition, power, and selfish gain. Williamson County deserves better. There are better options on the ballot. Please keep these things in mind when you vote. Do the right thing as the Republican caucus did and cancel Cassidy. I think it's time to go. Time to move on. We don't need to be uh, pulled down by Speaker Cassidy. He needs to step down as Speaker and then allow Williamson County to find out if they want to keep him as a representative or not.